Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Chris McPherson, and I'm pleased to be joined by Bo Wolf, Fran Duffy, and our special guest. Drum roll, please. Does Brian Thomas have a drum roll? Okay, applause. we got applause. We'll take applause. Oh, I want to hear any of the drops. That's I brutal. love it. I love it. <laughs> a little louder. <laughs> Safety, Chris Maragos. Chris. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And first question: uh, uh, Which <laughs> name do you prefer? Okay, e- yes, the Eagles Insider yes. Podcast or Eagles Beakley? <laughs> hey, whatever, don't matter. Oh, so there you uh, go. Pick one. Oh, come on. Oh, look at this. Look, come on. Yeah. He's got a he's, running tally yeah. that he's been working on. He's a little biased. Furiously, he's uh, a little biased when it comes to it. So, so Chris, <laughs> obviously last year you played in Seattle, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl. You come here to Philadelphia. Eagles are three and zero. Hey man, I mean it's it's got to be the Maragos magic. Hey, you know, I mean, I like to think I'm a little good luck, so maybe they should keep me around here forever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You had your first taste of the NFC East rivalry with the big win over Washington, Mm -hmm. 37-34. What's your take on moving into what the NFC East is like? You know, it's uh, obviously you can tell there's a lot of passion involved. You know, obviously, you know, things run deep here. And, uh, you know, this is definitely one of those divisions that's, you know, black and blue division in terms of, you know, just the style and just the way people play. So, um, you know, we're from Philadelphia, man. We play hard, and, uh, you know, we're really excited to, to get a, a win in the NFC um, and, you know, continue to keep moving forward here. How did the uh, sort of the rivalry, the passion of that game compare to some of the uh, the Seahawks-Niners yeah. games? It was up there. You know, I mean, obviously things were a little charged up with Deshaun and, you know, just some different things and a lot of history there, too. So, um, No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah no. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a hard fought game. And, you know, those divisional games, you're always just a little bit extra sore after those games. Uh, You know, just the way the hitting's going on and just, you know, the type of stuff going on. But um, it's it's great to get that win. After the the hit on falls from Chris Baker, talk about how it just kind of just stepped it up a notch there. You know, I think, uh, you know, definitely did. You know, I think it charged everybody up. I think, you know, for whatever reason, it kind of sets everybody into a different mindset and a different mode. And, um, you know, definitely definitely gave us motivation to really kick it up and uh, finish the game the way we wanted to. Have you seen any of the, the memes or the gifs or anything <laughs> floating around from the, that whole scenario? Oh, man. You know, I'll tell you what. I was joking with Nick, man. I'm like, dude, I'm surprised you even got up from that. One, <laughs> so uh, he's like, man, I'm not used to getting hit like that. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it was good. He was uh, he was trying to give me some moves in the locker room. I was like, man, those moves might have helped out on Sunday. <laughs> he would have kind of sidestepped them. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, Nick's a tough guy and a uh, fierce competitor, and you got to love having that as your quarterback. Now, Chris Baker still insists. He actually just tweeted a photo not that long ago from the time that we're taping this that it was a perfectly legal hit, that you've got to play to the whistle. How are you guys taught to treat the quarterback in such situations? You know, obviously you want to be smart. You know, obviously you respect every player that, that crosses the lines out there. You know, I mean, this is, uh, you know, guys are, are have invested really their whole lives to get to this point. So uh, you want to play physical, you want to play tough, but you also want to play within the rules. So, um, you know, the refs, they call what they call and the players play. And, um, you know, what happened happened. And uh, we were just fortunate Nick was able to, to bounce back from it. And, uh, you know, nothing's really serious came out of it. As far as I'm concerned, the, the rules I, I would abide by are, if Jason Peters thinks it's a foul, it's a foul. <laughs> that would be the I last guy I want coming at me. I don't know. He looked pretty upset. So, I mean, uh, I'm glad he's on our team. Well, yeah, re- I take his word for it. The reason I asked you about the memes, the just my favorite one that I saw was a shot of Jason Peters. And it was they had uh, the scene from Anchorman with the, the street fight. Oh, this one I haven't it was, seen. It was Jason Peters head with. Uh, on Steve Carell's head with holding the <laughs> trident and it said that escalated quickly. That was by far my favorite one. I got to check that one out. Yeah, man. That was good. We got to pull that up some up. So, Chris, special teams played a huge yeah. role in Sunday's yeah. win. Take mm-hmm. me through Chris Polk 
first time he touches the ball this season. Yep. The, you know, doesn't play all preseason with the hamstring, mm-hmm. misses the season opener. Mm-hmm. First touch of the year, takes a kickoff 102 yards to the house. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, Chris is a, d- a dynamic player. You know, he's got a really, uh, you know, rare combination of size and speed. And, uh, you know, we just have a lot of confidence in him. So, you know, him going back there, you know, we really felt that, you know, we really have an opportunity to have something special happen every time he gets the ball in his hands. And so, you know, guys uh, really blocked it up well. You know, he made a guy miss, which which you have to do. And, um, you know, it's really the perfect storm. You know, I mean, it's you can have, you know, out of the 10 guys blocking, you can have all nine blocking right. But if one guy doesn't get their block, that's the guy that makes a tackle. And so um, it's really unique to score. And uh, we were just really fortunate to do that and springboard our team, you know, to really uh, give it a boost. So what do you think was the hardest in terms of blocking for that play? Yeah. You had the great double team there from Casey Matthews and yep. Acho. Yep. And then you had the great block from Trey Burton as well. Yep. What is, what's harder, is timing up that block from Trey or holding the double team as long as those guys did up front? I would say the timing you know, aspect, just because uh, you know, when you're running down on kickoff, usually you have quite a bit of levels. And um, you know, if you don't time it right, then guys are able to slip off blocks or maybe fold or you know, stack players are stacking or folding or maybe disrupting you know, just the way it's going. So. Um, I would say the timing was really, really important. Obviously, double team, you got two guys that are going to take on one. But, you know, for somebody to really hit the timing perfect and then for the ball to split right right as the uh, as the blocks happen is really, really key in, in having a lot of success there. Chris, once you realize that Chris Polk is going to be taking it to the house, yep. what's your first reaction? Are you looking for flags? Are you looking at the <laughs> sideline? Are you just getting pumped? What, what's your take on once you realize that, look, it, it's wide open spaces for Checking all. your speed dial to see how long it takes Chris to get into the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my first uh, reaction was is uh, as he was running, how fast can I run to catch up to him so that <laughs> I can make fun of him about how much faster I am than him <laughs> when we get to the film session. So, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, those plays come around every once in two years maybe where you, you really get a guy that can score unless you have, you know, a dynamic guy you know really back there and so you know it's special and uh you know something you can hang your hat on also on special teams big swing was washington's kicker doinks the one off the upright yep. cody parkey comes in late in the game yep. 51 yard field goal if he misses this field goal look washington have a great field position yep. they're going to be in perfect shape yep. this, is, this is a kid who was a rookie wasn't with the team until halfway through yep. through training camp through the preseason mm-hmm. what's it like to have a a kid like Clark you come in and just it's automatic it seems like once it's beyond 50. Yeah you know I mean he's uh exceptional young talent you know he's got a strong leg uh, I think the most impressive thing is just his mental capacity you know just the way he approaches every kick um you know what well, he I see him watching film on stuff you know usually you don't get a lot of kickers that do that and so uh you know he's obviously a very driven guy and he really wants to be perfect and you know, it's kind of almost like a golfer, right? You know, you gotta you gotta be in your mechanics, and you gotta stay within your rhythms, and you gotta be honed in on your skill set. Um, and he really does a good job of, uh, you know, really staying in with that. And uh, we're really fortunate to have him. He's been a, a great asset to our team, and uh, really excited moving forward. It's almost as if he's from another planet. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. We'll take it. <laughs> um, so. I think one aspect of teams that fans really kind of lose sight of is those core special teams guys, the guys that play on the four main special teams units. Mm-hmm. Who do you think are, you know are the guys that are, are make up the core special teams unit for uh, for this team? Outside of yourself, of course. Obviously, Chris. yeah. Well, you know, who else is there besides me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, we really have a great unit, man. It's actually been so fun working with these guys. Um, everybody's dialed in. Uh, you get a guy, you know, like a Brian Brayman out there. Um, you know, you get guys like Trey Burton that's playing a lot, Emmanuel Acho, uh, Casey Matthews, uh, the list goes on, uh, Chris Pohl, you know, Brad Smith, you know, all these guys that are just making unique strides. 
And the cool thing is everybody's so selfless. You know, it's not about one person. Everybody understands that we're all tied in together. And when you get a group of guys like that, special things happen. And uh, that's why we've been able to have so much success this first part of the season. And hopefully we're going to keep building on that and have more of that as the season continues to go on. Burton's been an interesting guy. He made that big tackle on, on the uh, kickoff return as well. Uh, yeah. Interesting to see just a, a, an undrafted rookie in only three games be such a big part of special teams. Absolutely. You know, actually, that's one of the guys I've been really impressed with. He's actually f way further along than what I was as a rookie. So just to see his his capacity to be able to understand things and uh, his desire to want to be better um, is really, really great. And that's really all you can ask. And so when you get a guy with a really good skill set that can run and who's physical like him and then also has, uh, you know, just the wherewithal to understand special teams and then also have a drive to be great, uh, you know, guys continue to build off of who they are. And uh, that's how great players become, uh, you know, established in this league. Four years ago, he was a quarterback. Right. He wasn't yeah. was doing I mean, anything on special look at this teams. Guy. He's running on kickoff <laughs> now, you know, blocking on, you know, kickoff returns. You right. know? So, yeah, he's uh he's been he's been a unique guy. He's kind of almost like a jack of all trades and really unique on the different matchups you can give him because of his speed and the size too as well. So Chris, this team is three and zero. Yep. You guys have come from behind in all three of the games. I think you're the first team ever yep. to have double digit deficits and win each of the three games. What makes this team so resilient? Yeah. I think, you know, it's a team built on character. You know, I, th I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, Coach Kelly does such a good job of putting the right guys in the locker room, uh, you know, establishing this culture, as he always says. And, um, you know, when you have the right type of guys working together, when things get tough, you know, guys just keep pounding and they keep grinding away and they keep doing the right things longer and longer and longer. And, uh, you know, you win those close games, you know, because the team is built on character, discipline, integrity, all those types of things. And uh, Coach Kelly really understands that. He really – uh, you know, does a good job when he's deciding the roster on the, the meshes of guys and how it goes together. You know, you might see a guy who's maybe not quite as good as maybe another guy, but he's important in other areas. And so just how all that flows together and, and really what that's been able to, to do for our team has been really, really great. This Sunday, Eagles play the 49ers. Yeah. And you've been a part of that rivalry with, with Seattle. Yep. Are you going to the locker room telling the guys, we got to crush them this one, we got to get well, – what are you telling the guys heading into this game? You know, I think the biggest thing is this is a team that's been deep in the playoffs before. It's 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 a team that's got a, a good mix of young players with young talent, but a lot of veterans who have played a lot of football in big-time football and big-time moments. So um, these are experienced group guys, and uh, we really need all four quarters and really every guy to really do what we need to do, especially going to play at their place. So, um, you know, these guys are really coached well. Uh, I know that being with this staff, uh, you know, they have a tremendous amount of – uh, pride in, in, in what they do and uh, it's going to take really everybody every single snap uh, you know to get this win who What's are the some of the guys who are who are still there from when you were there uh, Patrick Willis Navarro Bowman Kaepernick um, Crabtree Vernon Davis um, Bruce Miller really a lot of their offensive line um, any good embarrassing few their stories defensive backs <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is the time uh, to do it just yeah, now's yeah. the time no, to right? the yeah I, I, I gotta think about that way okay. I have to come back to that <laughs> What's the most uh, difficult thing when you're preparing for that offense? Is it the the misdirection, read option element of the run game, or is it all the matchup guys they've got in the pass game? You know, they have a lot of different matchups. You know, I mean, they have a, a really unique skill set in terms of all the different dynamic guys that they have, uh, you know, from offensive weapons. You know, you got a guy like Anquan Bolden who's really crafty, sure-handed. He's played a lot of football. Michael Crabtree, who's an explosive receiver, really good run after the catch. Yeah. You know, Vernon Davis, you know, speaking the obvious with his speed and athleticism. 
You know, and then you guys got guys like Frank Gore that run the ball, big lineman up front, a quarterback who's really dynamic, a dual threat. So it poses, you know, a big threat as a defense, and we just have to do our best to contain these guys and, uh, you know, put our best foot forward. How much of a challenge is Kaepernick, especially with the way they're designing runs, to really take advantage of that athleticism Absolutely. this season? Yeah, because, you know, he has such a strong arm. I mean, that's one of his better strengths. I mean, the guy, sometimes you see him, he's got a defensive lineman on him, and he's slinging that thing 25 yards out of bounds, you know, and it's just it's really impressive to see his arm strength uh, and then obviously his speed is so uh, unique and dynamic for a quarterback. You know, you usually don't see guys that athletic that can run that well. So, um, you know, it really poses a threat to us. we got to really contain him, make sure, uh, you know, we can get pressure on him, you know, make sure that all, our, all of our pass rushes are in their lanes. And uh, obviously we need to cover down the receivers and tight ends. Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, he's had a lot of success there. We yeah. were joking about this with you before the interview. <laughs> yep. you're, you're a big fan of him, of his <laughs> job as a head coach. Oh, man. Snip, snip. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. No, he he uh, he, he kind of let me go one, one time. So Didn't kind of. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much all the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and, and what they've been able to accomplish. And, you know, he's a really great coach, uh, really understands the game of football really well. You know, obviously, you know, has a really, really good understanding of the game and, and putting their team in, you know, great situations, preparing their team. So I know firsthand, you know, how hard it's going to be to win this game. And um, I'm really looking forward to it, though. One of the biggest differences when you look at the stats between the Eagles and the Niners is the Eagles are the best second half team in football this season, right. while the Niners have not been able to score. They've been outscored right. by 49 points in the second half of games this season. What is it about the way that Chip prepares you guys to yeah. be so dominant? In the second half, you know, I think it's just you know it's part of just the type of guys that we have on this team that just never quit, never give up, and then also too, you know, we, we really practice and we try to treat every rep the same. So whether it's the first snap of practice or the last snap of practice, you know, we're trying to put ourselves in a really good position, uh, you know, to just sustain you know a high level of intensity of of, of playing, and um, you know, I think we've really been able to do that, and I think that's why we just continue to just keep grinding away in games and grinding away, and then we just keep continuing to go and go and go. And, uh, you know, really able to, you know, pull out those wins toward the end there. So, so Chris, we've kind of put you through the uh, podcast car wash. There it is, so man. To, so to speak, this week. <laughs> Bo, he was a special guest on Years Yeah, Chris, Chris and uh, Nate Allen Well, we don't, wanna, we don't uh, want to give away the uh, – uh, yeah, We don't, don't want to tease the I, I said competed. Competed. We competed. Right. It's a tease. We so can do a little tease. I don't know, man. I might have to give away that one. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of my uh, – <laughs> We'll have to see what I'm, the game is. And, put my best foot forward that day, that's for sure. It'll be up on Friday. So Check it out. When you are when you find out you're going on the Wolf's Den podcast – Yep. And you go into this room. What what is your what is your immediate reaction? Oh man, I mean, we were stuffed in there, you know. Just uh, <laughs> I like it though, man. You know, it's not it's not about all the glitz and glam. You know, I'm sitting That's around right. in here, man. This is, this place is great, you know, in here. So uh, doesn't matter where you are, man. So it's right. good. Chris, home uh, is where you make it. That's it, right? Speaking of home, Philly is your home now. How That's much right. are you loving? The city of brotherly uh, love. It seems like you just have that perfect mentality, <laughs> mentality. mindset, the scrapping. It's just, it's just everything about about uh, your store and how you got here, I think, just resonates so well. Yeah. Well, I, I live down in South Philly, so uh, I'm half Greek, half Italian. So okay. I'm my whole neighborhood is all Italian, so they're, like, freaking out. Everybody's loving it, you know? They're like, <laughs> finally, like, they get to cheer for an Italian guy. Yeah, right. You know, all right. So, so the neighbors are dropping off yeah, bread, sounds like bread at my house, you know? I mean, it's, like, <laughs> phenomenal, you know? So um, it's been great. You know, Philly's a cool city. Obviously, you hear a lot about it, and, you know, the fans are really passionate, you know, before you come here. But, 
you know, really just being here, it's just such a tight knit city. You know, people take care of each other. They look out for each other. I mean, granted, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's an edge to everybody, um, but it's great, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody really cares and and things run deep here, which I really appreciate. And uh, the fans have been awesome for us these first few games and and we're going to need them to carry us through the season too. You're like a real life Rocky. (laughs) <laughs> over there. We can put you on a statue soon. Enough, hey, so. man. I, hey, we can uh, we could talk to Mr. Lure. Maybe they can put a statue <laughs> before. I don't know. <laughs> we'll love to ask Mr. Lure. Let's see if that'll get approved or not. Yeah. <laughs> do we have the uh, the questions or are we, are we not doing that? Uh, oh, we do have some questions. All right. Before go. we let you go, Chris. All right. Game that we love to play. All right. Here we go. All the guests we bring on. Pick a number from one to your number 42. Okay. And I'll give you the question and then we can obviously discuss and. Well, there's no other number to to uh, to guess than 42. So all right, I'll, let's I'll see. It. So Brian, I'm gonna warn you, Brian Thomas, our producer, picked the questions. I'm not taking responsibility for so these. These, are awesome. these better be good. <laughs> these <laughs> are awesome. <Yes. laughs> now, speaking of Philly, Philly cheesesteak or Wisconsin grilled cheese? Ooh, Philly cheesesteak, man. There you go. Okay. Got some what a blowout of a question. <laughs> like, got some meat. Would you there. rather uh, sleep for 10 hours or not sleep at all? <laughs> <laughs> Well, after the Super Bowl, did you sleep after yeah. the Super Bowl? Oh, man. No, and I didn't sleep after the Super Bowl, and then we flew back, and then we had the victory parade, and then I had a baby the next day. So, Jeez. Oh, my God. I didn't sleep for about a week, man. It was pretty rough. So <laughs> That's got to be the most awesome time. It was crazy. It was probably the best week ever. It was it was pretty fun. It was pretty awesome. All right, next question. One, so you got 42 out of the way. All right, let's go uh, 21. 21. Your favorite subject in school? Ooh, gym class, obviously, okay. for, for sure, because <laughs> it was it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got next? All right, let's go. Uh, let's go with uh, eleven. Number eleven. Do you dance or sing passionately? And the word passionately is in here. <laughs> when passionate. no one is watching, the we, word can, we can the, we can you know hold up to the camera so everyone can see passionately. What is this? There, one so. of those handbags like wow. dance while <laughs> dance like no one's watching or whatever. <laughs> oh, I would have to say I can't sing a lick, so dance. Okay, Dance but no you do, watching. but you do do it. I, I got, think the main thing that you do. If no I got moves. Watching. Don't sleep on me. Really? <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, no, come on. Hey, just if I ever score a touchdown, you guys just watch out. Just remember, do you have it? Do you have it planned? All you guys, you got these cameras around. Just get the camera up on me. So, do you have it planned? Uh, oh, I got, I got it planned. So yeah. you guys. Oh wow. So you guys just better cross your fingers. I get in the end zone. <laughs> but, but Chris, the thing is, a lot of players say that. The problem becomes they get that moment and then they just they they, blank. They, they freeze totally up. Oh, I forget. They to- I figure you'll hey, you'll I'm, live up to the moment, I'm but calm still. under pressure. You know, calm okay. under pressure. Does anybody give Jordan Matthews <laughs> any flack for he catches his first touchdown and he runs out of the back of the end zone and he just eats it right in the back yeah, behind the field eats, goal post? Eats it. I thought then, that was the second one. And then no, I was, no, the, first was the first one. one. Yeah, Did he even right. take the ball? I don't even. No, know. I think he, didn't he even take dropped the ball too. The guy, he lost his mind. <laughs> He's a rookie. That's all right. We'll teach him. Nick, yeah. Nick had to go back and pick the ball. That's oh, right. Did he? Yes. Oh, he got it, though? Yeah, all Nick right. That's it. good, at least. I, w- I actually asked Jordan in the locker room just yeah. earlier today, just, hey, what would you do with those two balls? And he just goes, my parents have them at the house, <laughs> and they're material items, and, you know, <laughs> wow. the memories will fade away. Chris, one last one, so, before we let you go. All right, here we go. Let's go, uh, let's go 35. 35. Trevard Lindley. Favorite Philadelphia sports team besides the Eagles? Got to go with the uh, Sixers. I got faith okay. they're going to be good, man. You okay. know, it's a young team. You know, they're storing up draft picks, all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I was a big Allen Iverson fan, so, okay. you know, I'm really hopefully they can bring it, turn around. So You played on the off-season hoops team, correct? Yeah, you Off-season showed. hoops team, man. I got a, you know, a couple try-hard minutes in there. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not, not necessarily the ideal basketball player, but uh, I was out there. Yeah. <laughs> Contributed to team success. Good so. time. I was a good good cheering everybody on. <laughs> Drawing up plays, you know, just, you know, you being go. that guy. There you go. Chris Maragos, 
continued success. Appreciate Best of it. luck this Sunday and the rest of the entire season. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Eagles Insider Podcast. Special thanks to Chris Maragos for joining us on this week's edition. Before we wrap things up, we're going to take one last back, one last look back, I should say, at the game over Washington, the big win there, and we'll preview this Sunday's matchup with San Francisco. And just some final thoughts on the Washington game. I, I just love how Nick Foles carried the offense when he had his struggles, his ups and downs in the first two games of the season. You know, obviously came alive in the fourth quarter of both games to get the Eagles the win, but there was no run game. Obviously, defense was struggling early. This game was on Nick's shoulders, and not even just the punishment he took, just some of the time he throws that he had to make in order to get the Eagles to victory. If he wasn't virtually flawless, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but if he wasn't as good as he was, the Eagles don't win this game. Yeah, I mean, it was good to see after, you know, the the issues that he had the first couple of weeks were well documented. I think, you know, people had talked about it. And it was good to see him bounce back uh, in a game where he faced a lot of adversity, there were a lot of issues. Obviously, he took a lot of hits. Uh, it was a really tough defense, the toughest defense he's faced yet. So uh, it was good to see him, him have that kind of a performance in those circumstances. Yeah, Greg Cosell was here watching the game with us. He said it was uh, the best game that Nick has played as a pro. Uh, and I, I think that comes down to the, you know, the hits he was taking and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was great to see. Let's, I, hope he can, I hope he can bounce back and do it again uh, against San Francisco. I mean, the only other game that you would compare – would be the Oakland game. That's what Chip said, yeah. But guys were so wide open in that game. Yeah, I think that I would have thrown for four touchdowns in that yeah. game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Three? Did you <laughs> Did you in bubble ball at least? Uh, I threw a few last night. We all I threw 10. We won. Yeah, we were on. That's right. 10, 10 to yeah. 8. Okay. Congratulations. Got, got the first W of the year, 1 and 1 against Circle. Yep. Very nice. You know, for a long time I had no competition and and bubble ball was starting to get monotonous, win after win after win. <laughs> No, nobody stepping to the forefront. No so one pushing you. No nobody one, pushing me. It's no. hard. It's hard to make yourself better when there's no one to to good, push you. Great, great, uh, so wonderful. Zirkel has done a really good job. Uh, he's 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 real competition and uh, good. I look forward to the challenge of playing him every week. It was a big, look big forward win to last the challenge. Week. Are you channeling your Andy Reid there? Yes, Very that's nice. right. <laughs> Looking on the defensive side of the football, I'm interested to see if def this defense can make the strides that last year's defense made because at the end of September last year. Eagles were coming off that 50-burger against Denver, and there were all questions about whether the defense would be good enough. And then they went on the string of the consecutive games, the nine consecutive games, holding opponents to fewer than 22 points. So far this season, you know, they've had a couple, couple lapses. They had the 17-point game against Jacksonville, which was impressive. But Indianapolis and Washington put up their fair share of points against them. Can this defense turn things around in the, you know, second and third quarters of the season – to help get this team, you know, help fulfill the potential of this football team. Yeah, I, I have faith in, in obviously, in Bill Davis to, to get this thing going. I, and this defense, I, a lot of people are really upset with how the defense is performing. I think that they're performing pretty well. Obviously, there are things that you want to clean up, but this is the NFL. Those teams are going to score. You're going to give up yards. That's the way the league is now. That's the way the game is now. Uh, you're not going to be able to stop everything every single week. I think they did a really, really good job keeping Alfred Morris in that outside zone in check last week. Uh, the pressure in terms of you know the pass rush, you know I talked about it earlier this week in the article is you know look they're getting the ball out extremely quickly both Washington and Indian Indianapolis last week. The pressure's not always going to be there if it's c coming out in the th top of your three step drop. It's 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 tough to get there. I think this was uh, you know not the results necessarily but more of the style of defense that we expected heading into the season rather than the Indianapolis game where they let the Colts run on them uh, as much as they did. 
stopping Alfred Morris, as you said, I think the run game has, has been the focus of the, of the defense for a while. Um, and if Kirk Cousins is going to make the kinds of throws into really tight windows that he was making, you, you sort of just tip your hat to him. That's what I mean. There, there, there's going to be games where a quarterback's going to make throws like that. And that throw he made to Garcon on the sideline. It's ridiculous. Was unbelievable. Absolutely. Throw. Absolutely. I think back to the Jim Johnson days where the team would say, if we hold opponents to 17 points or fewer, we'll win games. Are, are those days over? Is I think a, any team. For, that's for the first half. Yes. I, I think if any team holds the in this in today's NFL, yeah. if any team does that, yeah, they're going to win more games than they're going to lose. No Certainly. question. So, I mean, that's a pretty good standard. So let's start transitioning to this Sunday's matchup at Levi Stadium, Field of Jeans Stadium. Nice. I like As that. I'm, I'm, sure, they, I'm sure they, I think they've, they've come up with that. I'm not that yeah. smart to come that's, up with that. That's pretty good, own, though. But, it's not bad. Uh, to preview this Sunday's game, let's do a little buy or sell take on this matchup. All right. And we'll start with the quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Do you buy or sell the performances he's had to this point in 2014? I already know what Bo's going to say. Well, I, well what, I don't understand necessarily the conceit of this game. What am, what am I buying for this week before moving uh, forward as a as a stud uh, quarterback? Yeah, uh, I buy him. I think he's. I think he's a. If I'm starting a franchise, he's probably towards the back end of my top ten quarterbacks. Uh, just because of what he does with his arm and his legs, um, he's a dynamic talent. I I think he'd, he'd be in that eight, nine, ten conversation. He is a dynamic talent. There are obviously there are going to be games where he's going to make some of those throws. We saw against Chicago some of the the, the errors you're going to get with him uh, inside the pocket throwing the football. He's still developing in that stage of the game. So uh, when there's pressure, obviously he's got the ability to beat with his legs, and you're going to take that and you're going to see that every once in a while. But uh, can he continue to improve inside the pocket and throwing the football? From That's what you're seeing, from what you're seeing on tape, how is his decision making been this season? Up and down. I mean, they, they. It seems like they are focusing more on getting the ball out quickly. So that's what it'll be interesting this week is uh, obviously teams the last two weeks have had success in the quick game, uh, the quick passing game. I'm referring to uh, against the Eagles defense. A lot of rub routes we saw against Washington. A ton of rub routes uh, where they're you know running off of uh, all the receivers are running off of each other to get each other open and create space and San Francisco does that a lot we saw a big 32 yard gain I think it was to CV Johnson uh, out of empty they ran a lot of empty this week and that's what that, that's kind of what their focus has been the past few weeks I think that's what you're going to see on Sunday especially I mean Vernon Davis is healthy he's going to be back but last week they they did a lot of five wide and it'll be interesting to see whether or not they decide to do that again because typically that they have not been that kind of team typically they're you know two front two running backs or two tight ends they you know they're they're going to play in, inside a certain space uh, and try and create matchups with those tight ends last week they spread it out so uh, it'll be interesting to see if they follow that script they did not trust Derek Carrier no <laughs> they did not trust Derek Carrier DC89 did not uh, get the full trust there so they didn't get carried on anyway nice guess, so to speak nice. try there to work it in there all right uh, Frank Gore, uh, I would say I'll say Kaepernick. I'll buy on him. Seventy percent completion percentage this season. Obviously, unique talent. Moving to Frank Gore, I, I mean, it seems like he's done the twilight of his career. They've reduced his role. I'm selling on Frank Gore, and it's interesting because the Niners, the, the run of success they've had with Jim Harbaugh has been behind offensively a power run game led by Gore, and it seems like they're trying to transition away from that. But it seems like in the backfield they don't have the guy they can count on yet to be able to help that. It's, you know, every year seems like the year that we're going to say goodbye to Frank Gore. Yes. Um, but I, I will buy him uh, looking like former Wake Forest linebacker Chance McClinic. But as far as being a starting <laughs> linebacker or a starting wide receiver, 
or running back, whichever position he plays. <laughs> uh, I will. I will. I mean, he's good, but I think the time for Carlos Hyde is coming pretty pretty soon. I think it's coming soon. Right now, I'm still going to buy the one. The obviously, uh, away from a fantasy perspective. Here, here's the issue: is that they, the last carry that Frank Gore had last week came in the middle of the second quarter. So obviously, they they are starting to rely more on Kaepernick as a runner, but also Carlos Hyde still getting the, is starting to get in the mix there. He's definitely got more juice in his legs at this point, obviously, in his career. But Frank Gore can still get it done. He showed earlier on this season he had a number of bigger runs. Uh, he, he's had a lot of success out of the zone read. I put in the in our, in the Eagle Eye in the Sky article coming this week later on this week, a preview in the 49ers. They average over 4.5 yards a carry out of the read option with us when it's Gore, and it's 3.3 yards per carry when it's Kaepernick. So uh, Gore could still get the, get the job done. I think he's still... Uh, a viable weapon for them on the ground and he's a he's a more reliable uh pass protector no he's question. a more reliable pass receiver so there's still a role for him obviously absolutely in the let's do a little by ourselves with i'm gonna go michael crabtree here top wide out for this team i mean i'll buy i mean very good chemistry with with kaepernick you know he's not you know your protocol number one guy in my estimation he's not a complete game breaker but a good complimentary piece when you have Bolden and Vernon Davis and all the other weapons. Stevie Johnson now, who's heavily involved in the mix as well. Yeah, I mean, I sell him as a stud number one receiver, but I still think he's probably Colin Kaepernick's, you know, big play number one option. Uh, yeah, so I think so. I, you know, he's averaging about I think it's just under nine yards a catch right now. Uh, and really, I mean, their big play guy is Vernon Davis. That's who they're trying to get open down the field. Uh, they run a lot of wheel routes with Vernon Davis, a lot of those deep corner routes with with Vernon Davis. Crabtree is obviously a shifty, elusive guy, a dynamic playmaker, uh, shown the ability to have good hands, but is not their big play threat. Vernon Davis is their big play threat. How do you think the Eagles defense will defend Vernon Davis? Who will be the guys given that big responsibility? I got to think that it'll be Nolan Carroll, uh, and I think it'll be – uh, Malcolm Jenkins I think those are the two guys right now you look at as possibly being those guys who can stick with Vernon Davis if you're going to play man-to-man coverage uh, being responsible for him in coverage to the defensive side of the football how about the 49ers front seven without Bowman and without Alden Smith it's still a very good run defense yep. but in terms of what we think of when we hear 49ers defense you would have to I would sell right now I'd sell his pass rush for sure. Uh, they're they're not getting a rush right now with that with the front four. Ahmad Brooks is a really good player, but he's not Alden Smith for sure as a pass rusher. They're looking at some of those two young guys. They've got two young guys there: Corey Lemonier, who was a second round pick out of Auburn last year, and Aaron Lynch, who was a mid round pick out of South Florida. Two big guys, with long arms. Uh, that you know they're they're hoping can develop into that pass rusher while Alden Smith is still out. Uh, but they're not getting it. They blitzed a lot more against Arizona last week. So I think that you know right now they're not getting the pass rush, and that's part of the reason why uh, they're not doing too well defensively, especially on third down. They're last in the league. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Last yeah. in the league on third down. So, France, sorry, Bo. There's no reason for me to be here with France <laughs> talking football. <laughs> there's plenty of things for you to be here for, Bo. Just bad jokes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, last thoughts. I mean, this is a Niners team that one and two out of the gate. Uh, they're fired up. I mean, they, they believe the refs cost them the game against Arizona. They're going to be back at home. They know they need to have this game. It's, it's going to be a tough matchup to go out there to the West Coast, but the resolve this Eagles team has shown through the first three games of the season makes you think that anything is possible with this team. I think you want to, the, the, the big key going into this week is making Kaepernick uncomfortable while keeping him contained. That's the big thing. And if you're able to do that, I think you're, 
you're going to limit this offensive production. There are people, uh, Eagles fans, who sort of feel like this is sort of a, a gravy game where if you had said before the season you were going to be three and one after four weeks, you'd be fine. This is it's not a big deal if you lose. I think this is a game that the Eagles can definitely win. I yes. think this is mm-hmm. a 49ers team that uh, people are overrating because of how good they've been in recent years. I think this is a team that's that's there to be beaten. And I I think the Eagles have a really good chance on Sunday. All right, so the Eagles. I have one more. I have one more, one uh, more question. Okay. To it goes back to the Washington game a little bit, but okay. where does Chris Baker now rank among your guys' Ooh. least favorite players in the league? Of guys now, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think that he's in the top three on the Redskins right now. Really, David Emerson just really <laughs> has uh. taken over as my maybe my oh. least favorite player. Really, I just okay, can't stand him. The Do you think this is this was leads a, with the head every yeah, time? This was a conversation. Time. Do you think that Jim Haslett teaches his guys in the secondary to lead with their helmet? Because no. they all do it. I don't think he teaches it that way. I just think that they... But don't. how could they all do it? Maybe they just don't teach not it the right way. Okay. I, I, you know, they, they don't te- they, it's not that they teach him to leave it with his head. I just think they, maybe they don't stress it enough to teach you know, correct know. technique. It's so... They do it top to bottom in the secondary. I would agree. So, I can't stand okay, it. So okay, so, so who's two and Washington, three? Washington, yeah. <sighs> well, D'Angelo Hall is up there. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall for sure. Brandon, Brandon Mary See, Rodgers. I don't hate D'Angelo Hall because he gets beat time and time <laughs> again. It's great <laughs> to have him on the field. Yes. My key for disliking guys is them, you know, playing well for no reason against the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, so like Joe like, Webb. So, yeah. yeah. So like Tony Romo, I don't hate. I mean, I don't like Tony Romo, but I don't hate him because he always chokes against the Eagles. Uh, so like that, like D'Angelo Hall. Like I'm happy to have D'Angelo Hall in the field. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like who's played well but yeah, just didn't know. deserve it. Like the how the Eagles made Victor Cruz, or someone who continues to. Yeah, Victor like, Cruz is a tough guy to like. Yeah, I remember, you know what? I really hate Victor just because that was his coming out party. I remember. Yeah, I really hate Victor. Cruz. I remember a guy from the Giants emailed me like, "Really, Victor Cruz?" Yeah. You know, you let him go for whatever he had in that in that game against Namdi. Was it Nile? No, it was not. Yeah. No. Close. Yeah. Close, but not Nilay. Uh Yeah, this is, I mean, but it's, it's not like good radio of me guys. just sitting here thinking, but yeah. Loud, no, it's so. Yeah, that's a tough Ronde one, Barber, I really hate Ronde Barber. Well, everyone in well, Philly. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. For good I reason. I really hate Ronde Barber. Remember when <laughs> Remember they were like uh celebrating that team when well, that was when Foles went oh, down there, right? Yes. Oh, yes. That was so good. And Ronde Barber's face. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that was a good, good stuff. right there. <laughs> that's gotta be a drop right there moving forward. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I still have that I think I still have that picture upstairs somewhere. Just of Ronde Barber's yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> all despondent. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Eli, obviously I don't like Eli, but he's such a But the faces yeah, he makes. He's, he's a, they're great. Yeah. He's a child. I'm trying. I'm, there's guys like, like the Jeremy Shockeys, like the Strahan's, like the guys that are like sort of the Shockey's a good one. Strahan was a good one. You know, those OC. guys from the previous era. I'm trying to think of the current. Like, there's no one else. Brian, who do you got? Anybody? There's no one on the Giants that's above and beyond. I don't. I don't like Romo. I got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Romo's a guy. The thing is that uh-huh. Bo's right. He hasn't really burned us, but he did in '09 when we got to the playoffs. He beat McNabb. I was a little. Uh-huh. I was a little salty about that. 
Yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't like D'Angelo Hall, who like you said. Yeah, dude. Someone who thinks... I gotta be honest, Brandon Jacobs used to be one. I hate oh, him. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Good, that's what I mean. Like, that Brandon era Jacobs. Giants team you despise. Someone who thinks Bradshaw they're better than too. they are. Ahmad Bradshaw, he would do the celebrate, and he did it the other day. He did it well, two weeks ago, too. Is, and almost hit himself in the nuts. Yes, he, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, but, I mean... Oh, <laughs> I can't stand Bradshaw either. Well, the thing is, Bradshaw would do would, would yell at our sideline. He was he he thought he was better than he was. Oh, he would yeah. see, that's like, what we he, don't know. He get, like, five carries a game, and he'd think he was the best player yeah. See, that, I, see, Chris Baker could maybe evolve into that because he's going to be a big story probably leading into the second matchup with Washington. The problem is, is he's going to be a backup because Bar- Barry Cofield's yeah. going to be back yeah, in. And he's, it seems like a very – like what I, makes it great, though, is that it's going to be a backup guy who – But he seems very, like, soft-spoken. He's like, oh, I didn't mean you – know, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if he was, like, more, like, trash talkers about it, then well, I maybe would feel differently. He tweeted about how you got to play to the whistle with a picture of him leveling Foles. <sighs> if he were soft spoken, he could have just let it go, and that would have been the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that's but, true. But he's trying to keep it, and I still don't understand how it's how Washington has not been how he's not been fined, or the, the uh, NFL said it's a legal hit. I mean, he'll probably get fined for being ejected, but that the NFL has deemed it a legal hit. I mean, the rule specifically says that basically the quarterback has defenseless player protection. I got one going back, Jason Seahorn. Interesting. Mm. Good one. Couldn't stand him. That's an interesting one. I've got I've yeah, got are, two are, other ones. Are we talking just NFC East? No. No. I didn't like Warren Sapp either. Oh. Yeah. Even today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, well, I mean, if we're doing that, like, <laughs> Heath Evans <laughs> is on the list. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, I got two more. Merle, okay. Merle Hodge. Uh, I like Merle. Steve Smith, not the not the good Steve oh, Smith. Oh, the, the, the traitor, Steve, the traitor yeah. Steve Smith. <laughs> Steve Smith. The, the one who was Steve a Smith, the traitor who just went down two yards. <laughs> yeah, he'll always be on the list for me. Uh, but again, from that era of the Giants team, that's that, true. Just that that team then was what a, the worst. What a schlub. <laughs> you mean Malcolm Smith's brother? I don't get it. it Malcolm, Malcolm Smith, the Super Bowl MVP. That's Steve Smith's That's brother. Steve oh, Smith's really? Brother. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't know oh. that. There we go. Wow. Oh, Drop good. the knowledge. I'm glad. I'm glad that makes Steve Smith feel worse about himself. <laughs> I'm His sure, brother I'm is the Super Bowl MVP. Man alive! <laughs> I wonder. Uh, you know, it's like you were waiting for when when he went down two yards over the first down for him to just pull up his jersey and be a Giants one underneath <sighs> or something. Like I know that. exactly. Uh, and then I'd be lying. I'd be lying to myself and the listeners if I didn't say Mike Kafka. <laughs> I was. You know what? I was. I was thinking of you. But when I was, I was watching the Thursday night game with the Falcons, and he's on the sideline picking his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I gotta see that. I think I was just being to text you. But they, you know, they're showing the Bucks. Excellent. Side, they're showing the Bucks sideline, and he's in the. Oh, that's <laughs> great. And his buddy, his buddies were like, "Mike, you're on camera." He's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, bad blood stuff. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> that's the thing. I'll hold on to grudges. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike, Mike Bell's name hasn't made its well, way into the program. I just feel bad for Mike Bell. He was <laughs> so bad. He's the worst player I've ever seen. But You so. still stand that that is the worst one. He came Who? last on your bow football focus. Yeah, for two steps reason. of carry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he played a whole season. after he, Even after he was traded, he had no runs over three yards. <laughs> it, I mean, do you think you could get – you know, 40 carries and get one over three yards? I might be able to. Mm. You tell me. You've watched me play bubble ball. That's true. I don't know. You could maybe break it, break an arm tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Two steps of carry. Oh. All right. So There's got to be someone we're forgetting, but we'll, we'll get it. We'll next. come back to it. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's something we can revisit down the line. But, uh, again, Eagles, 49ers this Sunday, 425 kickoff. 
kickoff show Sunday? Four o'clock. Four, four o'clock. Four o'clock. And then the post-game show, of course, the halftime report, and then the post-game show presented by Rico with Ike Reese. Ike Reese, Craig Cosell. Very nice. And Bo Wolf. Bo Wolf. Uh, I hate Jim Harbaugh. Well, there you have it. There you go. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> that'll do it for we'll the Eagles Insider Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us.